Welcome to Hope Blooms, a podcast from the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. At EPLA, we seek to support women and families suffering early pregnancy loss by providing resources, education, and community. It is our vision that no one suffers miscarriage alone. Welcome back to Hope Blooms. I'm EPLA's Executive Director, Emily Carrington, and with me is our President, Maria Serval. Today, Emily and I are going to talk about the holiday season, which is a time that can be very difficult for many following early pregnancy loss. So yeah, this is a special, (laughs) as this is coming up, the sort of anniversaries are coming up. For me, this is a really, I hadn't thought about it for a while. It's been eight years. And realizing that eight years ago at Thanksgiving, I was not dealing with my loss very well. Not feeling thankful. No, no, it was a big struggle. I was both, it was a weird like converging of loss when I look back on it. So I had had my first loss in in May and I was due right before Thanksgiving with that baby. And then I got pregnant again in August, September. So I had had another loss in the, at the end of September, early October So there was a lot of hormonal adjustments as we went into Thanksgiving, looking back on that and looking back and realizing sort of my expectations of myself perhaps weren't accurate. And it's hard, right? Because you want to, there's something to getting up and moving forward, Mm -hmm. but there's also got to be space for a lot of really big feelings. Mm -hmm. Well, and with holidays in particular, I feel like, you know, every year you sort of look forward to the holidays, you know, what you're going to do on each of, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. You sort of have a vision for how they're going to go, right? Like Mm -hmm. sort of based on what you've done in previous years or in your case, especially after that first loss, what that would look like that year later. And then when that changes, it's sort of particularly shocking, right? Like you need to sort of know what to expect on a Thanksgiving or on a Christmas. And then if there's the anticipation of a new baby, it's extra exciting. And then if that's taken away, it's sort of extra worse. (laughs) Right, right. So I had, I mean, right, I had pictured when, so we'll start, we'll start at the beginning of my story here. When I found out I was pregnant, we knew we were due around Thanksgiving, like a week before. And we lived in Texas at the time, but we'd be moving to Michigan So we were sort of already in April, May, like telling family, oh, we're not traveling for the holidays. You're going to have to come Mm. to us and we're having a new baby and yada, yada. And so we definitely had a picture of that. And then a few weeks later, my brother-in-law and his wife announced that they were due at Thanksgiving Mm. too. Mm. So now all of a sudden, everything is so exciting. These are both the first grandbabies on any Mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. And no one's traveling for Thanksgiving because all of the babies are being born. And there was this, you know, moment of picturing what that first Christmas Mm -hmm. would be like, what that first Thanksgiving would be like. Well, also having no idea, right? Like these were our first children and having no idea what that was going to be like. Mm -hmm. So, But it was filled with hope and expectation. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So then... Unfortunately, within a couple of weeks of that announce- announcement, we learned that 
we too, or that we had lost, we had lost that baby. And there were a lot of things that were hard. Obviously we've talked about that. We've talked about sort of that like six weeks following, mm-hmm. but for me, that first due date and the family holiday and a new nephew. Yeah. <laughs> all right. kind of converged. Who should have a cousin. Right. Right. Yeah. right. All kind of converged into one weekend. So I remember going to my in-laws. And of course, it was like a year we're supposed to be at my in-laws. And I, I love my in-laws. And they are so gentle and kind and were so heartbroken over our loss. Mm. So we were in a space that that knew we were hurting and knew that we were still hurting and, and had recognized that. Mm-hmm. But I, we were going to go to my in-laws and I told my mother-in-law like, Oh, I will, I'll cook Thanksgiving. I'll help. I'll, I'll, she was a little, she wanted some help with that. And I said, Oh, of course I'll take the lead. I love to do stuff like that. Um, and was really just hoping to, I just wanted to get it together. Like I mm-hmm. wanted to be okay. Mm-hmm. But then going on in the background, very pronounced. And at the time, this was excruciating. But at the same time, I think it has really helped my grief and understand my grief. My brother-in-law and his wife are sitting at home waiting to have their baby. Mm -hmm. And they're getting regular, you know, we're getting regular updates. Is anything happening? Are you going to the hospital? And I remember feeling like the whole house and there was other family from out of town was sort of like caught in between yes. this excitement mm-hmm. and my grief. And it was hard to give myself space for that grief. And I know it was hard for everyone else to, too. Mm-hmm. You could see them. You could understand for your, you know, if this, if we were in this situation, too, where they sort, you know, people have sort of immediate reactions to things, right? So if someone's like, oh, they're going to go to the hospital, everyone's excited. And then they're going to, you know, stop themselves and be like, oh, but, oh, uh, you know, right. <laughs> try to not hurt your feelings more. And right. that's so hard for anyone. You right. Know. And I have a very sensitive and emotionally wise mother-in-law who, who could sense that. Now, granted, I also was not sending, you know, people burst into cheers and I like start crying at the sink, you know, <laughs> sort of like I wasn't hiding mm-hmm. and couldn't really hide a lot of those feelings. Or I just felt like I was holding back tears mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so they finally went into labor and I was, it was, it was right after Thanksgiving. Um, and it was the Friday after and or Thursday after she would know our labor story better than I would, but it was, it was in that space between it may have been Thanksgiving night. And that night I really labored through my own grief. Mm -hmm. And I was really shocked as we waited excitingly for that baby. I was really shocked by how real that made my loss. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just, it, really struggled through that through that night that was it was just a night of lamenting a lot of crying mm-hmm. and a lot of and it was it was all it was all sort of sort of strange to me mm-hmm. well it's like that that moment that you'd anticipated and hoped for was happening but to somebody else right and right. so it's like you were expect or you know you had been hoping and planning to go through that same process at the same time and then suddenly you weren't not right. suddenly but 
And there was, there was suddenly like, obviously a deep jealousy that I had to struggle with, but also like my baby and her baby were the same Mm -hmm. eight months ago when Mm -hmm. we announced we were both pregnant with the same little fetus, Mm -hmm. the same little, you know, qualities. Um, But something happened, Mm -hmm. something changed and it made that death really real. Yes. It wasn't just something missing, right? Because death is always hard. Mm -hmm. Loss is always hard. But like miscarriage, you're missing someone you didn't Mm -hmm. meet yet. Mm -hmm. You don't have all the good memories to try to focus on on like a death of a grandparent or something. Right. So like they should be here, but they've never been here. Mm Mm-hmm. You know how many pictures? No one is sitting around. I think about when my husband's or when anyone dies, right? But this was particularly special to me, you know, after my husband's grandfather died, who was a storyteller himself. You know, everyone just comes back to the house telling his stories, mm-hmm. right? And remembering him and laughing about him. And that's still true, you know, and it's been many years since his death. And, and he's still, you know, with us in that way. But no one else has any stories mm-hmm. of of this baby. Mm-hmm. And everyone wanted so hard to remember and to know. And it just it just wasn't but it was also the death was really prevalent. And going into the holidays thinking about death is not I actually don't think inappropriate. But, <laughs> um hard. Yes. Right. Well, especially if you're feeling, you know, sad and feeling that grief and sort of down. And then everyone around you is like, (laughs) you know, super joyful. And you can't blame them for being, you know, excited about Christmas coming or whatever. But then you sort of feel like the odd man out for feeling the way you do. Right. Right. And I mean, and so the whole thing for me, like the whole holidays were just so heavy. And I did, I did go see him the next day. I saw my nephew. Hmm. And I remember being really worried about it and because I didn't, I didn't want to be jealous. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be resentful. I wanted to love this little boy unconditionally and joyfully. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to place this burden on this baby. And I was really worried. And when I got there, I was amazed how much of that faded away. And that how much, like, life sort of just replaced that. Like, he, mm. it was no longer the, di- the same dichotomy. Yeah, right. Now, um, now it was your nephew. Now it was my you. nephew yeah. and this little life. And just how comfortable I was holding him and mm-hmm. how good it was. And I can't say that all of the pain went away. It didn't. Christmas brought a whole new, <laughs> um, a whole new pile of, of pain and longing and... Emptiness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really hard to to sort out. And, you know, Christmas was a, another another month of healing and sorting, but sort of watching our life not go the way I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And these holidays that are so family-centric, mm-hmm. right? And I was so excited to sort of have a family of my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think with, you know, holidays, sort of like we said at the beginning, they – you have this vision of how it's going to be and you sort of build it up. (laughs) And then it's like, if it doesn't turn out that way for whatever reason, it's like disappointing, but we need to remember that there'll be more Christmases and Mm -hmm. there'll be more Thanksgivings. And yeah, the 
we had a death in our family, my husband's dad, uh, the day after Christmas about four years ago. And so that sort of tainted, I mean, not just that Christmas, but now it feels like every Christmas, but Mm -hmm. each year it gets better, you know, sort of easier to handle. But it's like suddenly this thing that was always only joyful, you know, has this sort of pall over it. But right, you know, you can still... It's okay if they're not always if if they're not always great, right? If the holidays are not always what you expect them to be, and to allow yourself the space to feel that way about it, you know, don't right. to not feel guilty for being, you know, sad in your room crying while everyone else is playing games or whatever. That's okay, right? Right. I think that's really important, and and to it's hard. It's hard on the relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Family is already hard at the holidays, mm-hmm. uh, and we love our family and. We get along with our family, but there's already things that need worked out. Mm-hmm. And to be able to state your mm-hmm. needs mm-hmm. and your discomforts and, you know, because Christmas was better, but it wasn't even necessarily easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was everywhere, you know, that again, now I was expecting to have this baby. Mm-hmm. There's this, there's this tradition at my parents' church to do a live nativity. Mm. Uh, and often it's done by the people who most recently had a baby. Mm, and right. I was like, we're due in November. Yeah. Maybe we'll be the nativity family. Yeah. And so there was all of these places where mm-hmm. we saw that that baby wasn't with us. Mm-hmm. And it's even, you know, eight years later, it's not the same. But, you know, I was I was just thinking of it the other day and realizing And I have not like one-to-one – it's not like I watch my nephew. And some people do have this. And, oh, that's where my baby Mm -hmm. should be. I kind of forget sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as birthdays come up, I kind of – I remember like, wow, he's going to be – he's going to be eight. And Mm -hmm. our baby could have been eight. Mm -hmm. And so those are – and it's also sometimes so kind of nice. It gives some life Mm -hmm. to to even our child, like – they don't just sort of fade into the right. existence. Right. So, yeah. So I can't say I've f- figured holidays out. I yeah. will say that I don't weep in my room anymore yeah. <laughs> on Thanksgiving, though I would probably if I had a fresher loss. Mm-hmm. I want to take some time to talk about maybe some practical ways mm-hmm. people can. We talk about these ideas of, right, I think culture does this, giving space and mm-hmm. being gentle. And I've struggled a little bit with like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Right. It's sort <laughs> of a, it's a nice term, but what does it mean in practicality? Yeah. And yeah. I don't know that we're going to, we're not here to answer that today, but what are some sort of practical things mm-hmm. we could talk about? Well, and I think, you know, for anyone who maybe hasn't had their own loss, but knows someone who has, this is huge, but to be able to say to the person who's had a loss, I'm here if you want to talk about it. If you don't want to talk about it, that's okay. Like mm-hmm. just like making yourself available to listen to someone if they want to share, because we can always, I mean, we're all afraid of saying the wrong thing, <laughs> but just presenting yourself as there to listen is huge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not being afraid to say just that and knowing that going into the holiday season would be a particularly hard time. Just recognizing that for. Well, and that, how friends. are you doing question? Mm-hmm. I mean, often we throw it off as you're supposed to say fine, mm-hmm. but to genuinely say you know, you don't have to cast grief onto a person if they're doing well. But, you know, how are you doing this Christmas? Mm-hmm. And and you, there may be something else 
there, but just I wanted to be seen so bad. Like, yes. And like people saw me and then they didn't know what to do. Right. And I really wanted, you know, how, how are you doing? Right. Because my whole being was so aware of it. Mm-hmm. My mind, my body, mm-hmm. my heart. And that's not always true. You know, if you walk up to me every Thanksgiving and grip me, yeah. <laughs> you know, are you okay? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, what, what's wrong? Yeah. But my whole being was always aware of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, how, with any grief, how are you doing today? Mm-hmm. And if they're doing okay, then take that moment and be present. And if they're not, then take that moment. Mm-hmm. And they may not know. I know I really struggled with, I want to remember this baby, but I don't know how. Right. So one thing I, we do, which is really special to me, because some of, I also set up like a million memorials then for this baby. Yeah, right. Like I'm going to buy flowers on every day and I'm going to do this on birthdays. I'm going to do this on lost dates. I'm going to do this at Christmas. And then suddenly I started forgetting them. Yeah. <laughs> I started forgetting what I was supposed to be doing to remembering. And, and some of that's because I realized I wasn't going to forget this mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. And some of it's just because I, yeah, I, I was yeah. healing. Right. But one thing I love that we do is we have ornaments. Mm-hmm. And so every year as we open them up, I see them. It's a gentle moment. It's an opportunity to talk about the babies with our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, we set up our tree the day after Thanksgiving or that weekend as we start the Advent season. And it's an opportunity for them to sort of be with us mm-hmm. and the ornaments just feel there's, I love them because there's, they feel special. And I think we bought ornaments that were like, they, they're not about loss or even mm-hmm. they're, they're silver wreaths that have a little charm that says our baby mm. and they're very subtle and they could be bought mm-hmm. for anything. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. They're just, Subtle and there, but we know they're there. Mm -hmm. And we hang them on the tree every year and we put them away every year. And it's not something I have to like tend to and then feel guilty about. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I set up some memorials that then I felt guilty because I I wasn't able to keep them up. Right. right? Like I didn't buy fresh flowers on this date every year and I forget dates. And I got into this mess where I had three losses. So if I was trying to remember every death date and due date, that's six times a year. And then Mm -hmm. like, I'm forgetting dates and then I'm feeling guilty. Mm -hmm. So I've sort of (laughs) come to a place where like, you know, obviously pregnancy and infant loss awareness month is a special time. Uh, But Christmas, there's that, Mm -hmm. that moment of hanging up the ornaments, Mm -hmm. which is joyful in a way, right? right? I mean, it is a remembrance of a loss, but it's also, you know, decorating the tree is always such a joyful, fun thing, especially with kids. And so it sort of makes that moment better in a way. And they're there. Then, like, they're they're with you for the holidays, right? Yeah. Um, as much as they can be. So that has been special. I know other things, you know, little stockings, mm-hmm. lighting candles. Mm-hmm. At Thanksgiving, I, you know, you can remember and be thankful for those lives for as long as... We had them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. we have. Uh, we just started last night. Every year we do a thankful tree. Mm. And I just bought little pre-cut leaves. And my daughter said, how did you make those? <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> yep. Amazon made them. Right. And then we, you know, stick some sticks in a jar. And mm. 
right, the things we're thankful for. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and that's a space, that's a space for that, to be thankful for the life, Mm -hmm. to be thankful for healing. Mm -hmm. You know, those are things that's hard. Uh, But also realizing, you know, I was just saying the other day, like fall has been hard for me. I love fall. I love everything about sweater weather and pumpkin spice and boots, all the fall things. And, but the last eight years, I've had some really hard falls, mm-hmm. um, often related to loss. Mm-hmm. So, so those are hard and can be, can be triggering as can the holidays and the feelings. So just sort of, you know, looking around, being present in the time you're in, mm-hmm. it, I'm not saying that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think the sort of big takeaway I would want people to feel is that the holiday season, if you're, you know, if it's a recent loss will be hard most likely, and that's okay. But then as you go along and you feel better, that's okay too. Yes. <laughs> um, but to, so basically whatever you feel is okay. Right. And to not be afraid to ask for help if you need it or, you know, yeah, find ways to remember things, especially and that it's okay if, you know, this Christmas or this Thanksgiving doesn't look like you anticipated. Right. Right. Yeah. Take time and take time now. I, as it comes to mm-hmm. sort of prepare yourself and to make the requests you might need. And, and know that your things may change once it happens. Like you said, you know, I'm going to make the dinner and then you yeah. weren't able to <laughs> as you planned. And that's okay. <laughs> I think <laughs> I managed to know. make the cranberry sauce. Yeah. Like, and, you know, and as for family, my family was so gracious. No one was like, you said you were cooking. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> everyone was very gracious to that. And I think giving that space, and it's hard, and giving space to be sad. Mm-hmm. I think this is important, too, for yourself and for the people around you. Yeah. And we, um, I remember, you know, moving on to, to Christmas, you know, bursting into tears a couple times because there's this baby mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, some baby related gifts mm-hmm. just really triggered me. And I don't want my family to feel guilty for that. Mm-hmm. I needed to be sad. It was sad. Mm-hmm. And no one was like parading anything in my face and everyone was trying to be gentle. I think sometimes we get an idea that gentle then means like distant. Yes. Yes, exactly. And like you wouldn't have wanted them to not give any baby presents to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you don't have to hide this baby yeah. from me because that brought on its own sense of grief. I mm-hmm. If people started like mm-hmm. keeping their children away from me, we've talked about that mm-hmm. before, right? Where I'm like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Do you not think your kids, you know, they're mm-hmm. just trying to not. But like, this is sad. And so there's going to be some time for tears. And I I think that's appropriate. And I think that that's appropriate to dwell on during the holiday season. Mm -hmm. I don't think while we celebrate joy, right? I don't think it's an accident that Christmas is in the middle of the dark, cold Mm -hmm. winter. Mm -hmm. So I just encourage people to, you know, to take that space and allow for sort of that fullness of experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To not feel guilty for however you feel. Right, right. So, so as we move in to this holiday season, I just, I think we've, we've set our wrap up thoughts, but I just encourage you all to feel what you need to feel 
to write, to cry, mm -hmm. <laughs> to buy an ornament, to take time to prepare, to give the space you need. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you're a family member, a friend of someone who's had a loss, to ask that person, how are you doing? Yeah. How are you doing right now? And yeah. just to listen. Yeah. So, and, and you have time for that. So, you know, we just hope that you all have a peaceful and restful and healing uh, Christmas as we walk through the next few weeks. So thank you so much for listening. This has been an episode of Hope Blooms. Thank you for listening to Hope Blooms, a podcast from the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. To learn more about how we and you can support women suffering early pregnancy loss, visit our website at miscarriagecare.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening.